Part two of session 21. Let's finish up this session talking more about the first major cycle and Lemuria. Let's begin. So in the last video, we talked about first major cycle and some information about it, just like we have been doing in the past sessions. So we're going to finish up talking some small details that Don had questions about, and then we're going to get into Lemuria. But you can see that it's all a continuum. The Lemuria part was actually taken out of the original books. Just wanted to mention that. And it's part of the re-listened version that was done later on by Toby Wheelock. So this information you're not going to find in the books. It's going to be only on the lawofone.info website. And of course, the, uh, the PDF versions or the books that exist also out there of the re-listened version called the raw contact. So um, we're going to start talking about the first major cycle as Don had questions. I don't think I have any other notes here. It's going to be a very smooth end of session 21 because we're just going to talk about those, those small details that just inform us about how the environment was in third density first major cycle. So remember, just to recap for those who want to know, 75,000 year cycle, chopped into three, 25,000 years, major cycles, 75,000 years, a ma uh, master cycle. And we're going in chunks. So Don is going on the first major cycle, first 25,000 years. We've talked about how that experiences at the beginning of uh, third density experience. And then we're gonna move slowly into second and we're gonna continue on. So. Let's go on to the first question before I get carried away with this. So, Don says, Thank you. During this first 25,000 year cycle, was there any industrial development at all? Was there any machinery available during this period to the people? Ra says, using the term machine to the meaning which you ascribe, the answer is no. However, there were, shall we say, various implements of wood and rock which were used in order to obtain food and for use in aggression. Not much to explain there. Don says, at the end of this first 25,000 year cycle then, was there any physical change that occurred rapidly like that which occurs at a 75,000 year cycle? Or is this just an indexing time for a harvesting period? Ra says, there was no change except that which, according to intelligent energy, or what you may term physical evolution, suited physical complexes to their environment. This being of the color of the skin due to the area of the sphere upon which entities lived, the gradual growth of peoples due to improved intake of foodstuff. So Don was obviously referring to that change that happens after the master cycle of 75,000 years, just like it also happened at the end of second density, say, when third density uh, was available here on planet Earth. So no big changes at the end of a major cycle. And 50,000 years ago, all that happened was the gradual evolution of the physical complex uh, as we know it, which is adaptations of skin and growth because of uh, increase of foodstuff. It sounds to me like the first 25,000 years 
is mostly just rudimentary and very primitive um, developments in the mind and also in the body. So not much is changing, not much is going on. And we're going to see that as we go through it. Um, and the other thing was te technology, very rudimentary. Uh, I like that Russ says in the use for tools and aggression, uh, which is exactly what we did as primitive people, bang each other in the head with uh, wooden things. So <laughs> let's go to the next question where Don says, then we have a condition where at the end of the first 25,000 year period, I would say the, I'm guessing that the guardians discovered that there was no harvest of either positive or negatively oriented entities. Tell me then what happened, what action was taken? Ra says, there was no action taken except to remain aware of the possibility of a calling for help or understanding among the entities of this density. The confederation is concerned with the preservation of the conditions conducive to learning. This for the most part revolves about the primal distortion of free will. And then again, this is to reinforce the um, the notion that I just mentioned before that at the beginning everything is just uh, the opening of the experiment. There's not much going on and the Confederation doesn't get involved. The Orion group didn't get involved much and it was um, like we explored in the last uh, session with the lines of Nazca and the Stoneheads in Easter Island. That was it. That's all they did and it didn't even uh, didn't even influence too much if anything. So um, that's it. That's that's all that Ra is saying here too. So like I said, it's pretty light, all this information. Don continues and says, then the Confederation gardeners did nothing. I'm assuming until some of the plants in their garden, shall I say, called them for help. Is this correct? Ra says, this is correct. When did the first call occur and how did it occur? Good question. Ra says, the first calling was approximately 46,000 of your years ago. This calling was of those of Maldic. These entities were aware of their need for rectifying the consequences of their action and were in some confusion in an incarnate state as to the circumstances of their incarnation. The unconscious, unconscious being aware, the conscious being quite confused. This created a calling. The Confederation sent love and light to these entities. And before I get into the next question, which is about that love and lights in um, um, it's not interference is <laughs> intervention that they did uh, the confederation this is Maldic so the entities of Maldic remember were incarnated here in the second major cycle so they can rectify their uh, their issues that they created in Maldic by exploding their planet not going to recover that information again it's in the other sessions especially in the past video we talked uh, a lot about Maldic. But anyhow, these people were confused because their unconscious was quite aware, but their conscious uh, being here, their incarnation, they were very confused as to what they were doing here. So there was a calling because of this confusion, and the response by the Confederation was to send Love Light, which we're going to find here that Don says, how did the Confederation send this love and light? Precisely, what did they do? Ra explains. There dwell within the Confederation planetary entities who, from their planetary spheres, do nothing but send love and light as pure streamings to those who call. 
This is not in the form of conceptual thought, but of pure and undifferentiated love. What a beautiful action by these planetary entities to just send undifferentiated love and light. And what Ra is explaining here, or making distinction, is that there is no uh, conceptual thought, meaning that there is no telepathy, there is no message being sent. There is only love and light in its purest form. So when it's directed into somebody, then there is a um, there is an interaction. I'll give you an example. When we send love light to other people, we're sending undifferentiated love because we don't know their state of mind. We don't know. We may not know. Um, so when you wish something for somebody that you don't even know, you know, say somebody who is trapped in a cave and, you know, the news are all over the place and you just send love and light to them, that's all you're doing. You're sending that pure undifferentiated love to them and they get that. That energy is being received. It's not a message. It's not a telepathy that you're sending. Uh, you do the same thing. So just wanted to put that uh, as an example. And that's all they did. So these are exclusive entities or entities, planetary entities that send exclusive aid in this form. And this is going to get into a really good question that Don asks afterwards. And he says, did the first distortion of the law of one require then that equal time, that equal time, shall I say, be given to the self-service oriented group? And Ross says, in this case, this was not necessary for some of your time due to the orientation of the entities. Let me elaborate more here. What was their orientation, Don says? Ross says, the orientation of these entities was such that the aid of the Confederation was not perceived. Don says, since it was not perceived, it was not necessary to balance this. Is that correct? Ross says, this is correct. What is necessary to balance is opportunity. When there is ignorance, there is no opportunity. When there exists a potential, then each opportunity shall be balanced. This balancing caused by not only the positive and negative orientations of those offering aid, but also the orientation of those requesting aid. Okay, so here we have a little bit to uh, untangle. And so Don is asking if there was a need to balance this love light that was sent, but because it was not a uh, telepathic message or an orientation, and because of the orientation also of the entities, it didn't, um, it's almost like it didn't influence them. And because it didn't influence them, then there was no need for balancing. If, say, a social memory complex would have sent information regarding the law of one in a positive direction, then the Orion group might have had the opportunity or should have had the opportunity to also balance that with a self-service type of message. Because that's how this works. You need to have... You can have a one uh, direction planet as it's evolving. You should offer a balanced amount of information for the entities to, through the free will uh, distortion of the law of one, be able to decide. So it's just giving them option. So because this aid wasn't of a positive orientation at all, or it wasn't even perceived because of the orientation of the entities, then there was no need and that's why it remained like that so i hope that makes sense i don't know if it makes sense to me it does so shoot me a comment if if it doesn't or if you want to add something else i love 
hearing your thoughts about this stuff. So I always get stuck with my belief system or the way I understand it. So share, share whatever you have. All right, so Don says, I see. I want to clear up a point here then. When was the first contact by the Orion group in years? And Ra says, as we have said, the Orion group attempt to contact approximately 60,000 of your years in the past as you measure time. Let me make a big pause here because this is the content that was re-listened and not part of the original book. So you can only find this in the raw contacts and uh, the re-listened version on the law of one in uh, info. So we're going to get into those questions and at the end, the final question, which is a little bit long, but just for you to keep that in mind. And they're talking about the first Orion group, Rai saying, because Don is asking, what was the first time that they contact? He's going to correct himself because Don meant to say something else. We're going to see that. But Ra is mentioning the uh, the attempt that they did approximately 60,000 years ago, which we know is the lines of Nazca and Stoneheads, which we covered in the last session. Not the last video, but the last session, session 20. Uh, so let's go on with the next questions where Don says, I'm sorry, I meant the first attempt in the second major cycle. I'm now working in the second 25,000 years. How many years ago was the Orion group's attempt in that cycle? Ross says the Orion group next attempt in more fertile territory, approximately 3,600 of your years in the past as you measure time. Finally, Ra gets the number right. Always get them confused. <laughs> 2,600 years. So Don says, in other words, there was no attempt 46,000 years ago by the Orion group to contact. Is that correct? Ross says this is correct. No contact. Don asks, as we progress into the second 25,000 year cycle, did at this time, during this period, was this the period of Lemuria? Ra says, this is incorrect. However, those who escaped the destruction of Lemuria by natural catastrophe and were thus of Lemurian background continued their learned teachings at locations ranging from South, your South America onward through the Americas, as you know them, and continuing over what was at the time a bridge which no longer exists. There were those in what you would call Russia. Unfortunately, the tape seems to end there. No wonder why they took this out of the book. I'm sure there was more that was said, but it's not recorded. Not that I know of. They were talking about Lemuria. Remember, Lemuria suffered its catastrophe, which again, we're going to cover uh, and refresh this uh, in a bit. But we're talking about Lemuria, which happened uh, in the first major cycle. It ended at the end of major cycle, the first major cycle. Again, we're going to cover that too. But just to give you context there, and it's curious to know that they're talking about the uh, the entities that lived there. They went to the Americas and then to the Bering Strait, if I believe that's the bridge that no longer exists. And they went to Russia. I mean that. <laughs> I think that's very simple. Even I know that. So um, we don't know what else happened there in the session, but. Let's go on with the next question that is recorded. Don says, just to quickly refresh my mind, how many years ago did Lemuria suffer its catastrophe? Ra says, this was approximately 50,000 of your years ago. The origins being approximately 53,000 of your years ago. The damage being completed in the last small cycle of the first master cycle. Um, correction there. Don is going to say it, I'm going to read it, but it's not master cycle, it's major cycle. So just wanted to make a pause here to mention that 
it's coincidental, and actually I probably shouldn't be saying this and just read, because it's, it's part of what I'm going to say, uh, or Don is asking, but um, just a coincidence that there there is a small cycle in the first major cycle. Those are cycles that we know, because we, okay, so we've been talking about the 75,000 master cycle, 75,000 years master cycle, which is chopped down into three major cycles of 25,000 years. But we also have other cycles of 12,500, which is half of a major cycle. Then we have approximately 5,600 year cycle or almost close to 6,000. They're all around there. And then you keep chopping those and you have small cycles and smaller cycles. Each one of them representing something of a change in the consciousness of the planets and also in the evolution because it's not just the people. We are not separate from the planet. Everything changes from the physical formation of the planet, which there is a very, very compelling uh, theory out there that the planet is actually growing and that there is a geometrical pattern as to the movements of the inner core of the planet, which makes these changes as it grows, as it evolves through the platonic solids as we know them. But I'm going a little off track here, but just wanted to mention that there are small cycles. And why am I mentioning this? Because we know that we are at the end of a small, uh, a little bigger, uh, a bigger um, cycle, and then bigger and bigger cycles all the way to the master cycle. We are converging the end of so many cycles, especially the master cycle. And uh, we are supposed to see a huge, huge change in consciousness in the next couple of years. I don't know how long it's going to take. It depends on humanity, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but it depends also on the planet as it goes through its transformation. So we're all connected. We'll see what happens. Just wanted to mention that. And again, let's go back to the line of questions where Don says, did you mean to say master or major cycle? Rock corrects itself in its most uh, common way of saying the appropriate sound vibration complex is major cycle. Then Don continues and says, thank you. Then did the ending of this first major cycle have something to do with the destruction of Lemuria, or did this destruction just happen to occur at the end of that cycle? Ra says, there is a confluence of energies at the ending of a major cycle. This encouraged what was already an inevitable adjustment in the movement of the surfaces of your planetary sphere. So, this, um, this coincided apparently with the natural configuration of the planet, the surface of the planet as it evolves through the cycles, the ending of the cycle. So there are, like they said, a confluence of energies at the ending of a major cycle, which means that those energies that are being um, uh, in streaming into the planet from the galactic core and the other, um, the other stellar masses, they are influencing the planet, but also the planet is evolving at the same time. So those things, uh, those two things uh, converge at the same time. And it just encouraged, you know, the destruction of, uh, of Lemuria as we know it. Destruction is probably a very, very strong word to say it, but it's just what happened and how we perceive it. So that's what it is. So I hope that makes sense. We talked about all this stuff already. I got ahead of myself as usual. So. Um, let's go to the last question where Don says, and I wanted to include this. I'm going to make a pause after this. 
Thank you very much. I apologize for being so stupid and making my questions, but this has been cleared up the point nicely for me. Thank you. That in the second 25,000 year major cycle, was there any great civilization that developed? And we're gonna get into the answer of that. The question is if, um, and I'll repeat the question because it's me, I like to repeat stuff. <laughs> uh, but if there was any uh, major great civilization that developed. But the part that I included here, and this is just my way, actually we just came up two days ago as I record this, uh, the uh, the 40 year anniversary of the rock contact it's the first time I made a video go watch it if you haven't and um, I wanted to include this part because oftentimes I exclude certain parts of the book and questions that Don asks or set or says because they're not about the law of one but this part where he says I apologize for being so stupid and making my questions um, Don used to say this quite often, and to me it just revealed the soft-hearted person that Don was, the humble person that he was. I mean, here I am admiring this man who had so much knowledge about reality and everything combined. Of course, me being the person that I am and fascinated with this type of uh, dots that are all over the place and making connections, I admire the guy. and. The fact that he was saying that, he would say repeatedly that he was being stupid to ask those questions. I can describe the feeling that I get to know that this person, um, and we all know that Don had a, uh, a dramatic ending of his life in 1984. And to me, I don't know, my heart goes to him to know that he was such an admirable person, to me at least, and to know that in his mind, he would consider himself, um, these are, you know, typical feelings of unworthiness that we all have. And I just take it as a reflection of myself and know that sometimes I feel that way. And sometimes it's, uh, it's not that I feel um, in, uh, like my Irish friend would say, grand in everything. Uh, we do feel some sort of uh, uh, humility in everything, but I, it just puts into context a lot of how we think about ourselves and we we seem to exclude ourselves from from the beauty of who we are and uh, hopefully that's something that's ending with this race and consciousness and we can all agree that we are not better than anybody we're just better than what we think we are and that's it so all right that's my whole reflection there let's go back to the part where he says um the question and says then in the second twenty-five thousand major cycle year major cycle was there any great civilization that developed and remember we're talking about the end of the second major cycle so about 25,000 years ago when it ended and Rod's gonna say in the sense of greatness of technology there were no great societies during this cycle there was no some advancement among those of Deneb there was some advancement among those of Deneb who had chosen to incarnate as a body in what you would call China there were appropriately positive steps in activating the green ray energy complex in many portions of your planetary sphere, including the Americas, the continent which you call Africa, the island which you call Australia, and that which you know as India, as well as various scattered people. So at this point, our third density planet had been evolving over time through the experiences that have had uh, and 
for various reasons it hadn't polarized sufficiently to have a good harvest. However, in certain areas like South America, and we're going to see that, uh, there was a strong polarization and opening of the heart. And other areas of the planet, like Ra said here, in Africa, China, Australia, and so on, there were um, some good advancements, but not enough for a harvest, not a good harvest at least. So let's go on with the rest of what Ra says. It says, none of these became what you would name great as the greatness of Lemuria or Atlantis is known to you due to the formation of strong social complexes and in the case of Atlantis, very great technological understandings. Ra says and finishes, however, in the South American area of your planetary sphere, as you know it, there grew to be a great vibratory distortion towards love. These entities were harvestable at the end of the second major cycle without ever having formed strong social or technological complexes. Now, for some reason, even though in South America this happened, there weren't that many people that graduated. As we know, it was approximately 150 people who graduated in South America. But the opening of the heart or the their... Um, vibratory distortion towards love as Ross says um, there it was it was very noticeable and it was great so that happened that was part of the evolution in the second major cycle and we know already that these are the elders those 150 people that decided to come back and help those of their group in South America and of course now all over the place now to the conclusions I think this is a great way to put context into our present reality, the moment in which we are. We know that we are at the end of the master cycle. In fact, it's supposed to have ended in 2012 and we are just um, very slow at creating the consciousness that is needed for the planet to continue its ascension through this transition period, let's call it. So it's important to know that we have been um, gathering all this experience and understanding of our nature here in third density over time, over 75,000 years, and we are not there yet, but we have all that information already here. All that is needed is one moment of inspiration. Let me put this into context. It takes, as we have explored thousands of years, for an individualized point of consciousness or portion of consciousness like we are as individual souls to learn the ways of third density to activate all the energy centers to repeat uh, their incarnations and get new experiences so we can explore each and every center of our beingness in this sub density called third density so it takes time is what i'm saying we have already served that time over many incarnations. I can't even uh, speculate how many have we had, but we know inside. And the way you know is because you know it. <laughs> you ask yourself and you know that you have been through this in the past. If you don't, it's because you have been involved too much into this one incarnation as it is. I'm not blaming you. I came from the same place thinking that nothing existed besides the reduction in science that we know. So we've all been confused and uh, deceived by our own brothers and sisters. 
to believe that there is nothing beyond this, that all there exists is this material reality. And we know that to be not true. As we know this and as we learn more about uh, relearn, it's what I like calling it, rediscovering the self, we're just opening that gift, that wrapping paper and opening the box to th something that's always been there. So it's, to me, this, this idea or this history of the planet and our evolution through the third density experience puts a lot into, uh, into perspective. Where are we now? And where's the, where are we supposed to head individually? Not as a planet alone, even though that's inevitable, it's just part of it, but we are in control of our own individual actions, our own individual choices. And that's what we need to focus right now. Whatever it may be, I'm not here advocating any sort of uh, direction whatsoever, but the one direction that I would encourage everybody to follow, it's their own call, their own need their own expression of self so that's my reflection here i think i'm mostly uh, biased towards creating consciousness of course and i think you are too otherwise you wouldn't be watching this strange material that has nothing to do with all the pop culture out there and all the things that are going on in our lives uh material life and the illusion out there so i hope that makes sense I hope that resonates and that means we're on the same boat and I welcome you because we're going to row together to this four density planets as we go on. All right, so next session, session 22, we're going to keep covering a little bit of first density, um, not first density, uh, the first or the master cycle. We're not going to cover more first, the, the first major cycle, but we're also going to get into Lemuria. I think we're going to get mostly into second and third uh, the second and third uh, major cycle, if I remember correctly, but we're also going to get into Atlantis and um, we're going to talk some about that. Really cool information. With that, I leave you. Thank you so much for watching as usual. I appreciate you. I appreciate your comments, all the love and all the energy sent. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you again and I'll see you in session 22, part one.